Now are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Stop making crazy eyes. <laughs> Alright. One, two, one, two, three. Welcome, Welcome everybody to, to the Bill House Podcast. <laughs> don't you ever Don't you ever try to steal my intro. Uh, Go again. <laughs> don't tell me when to start either. You just slow your roll, woman. The bass turned off. <laughs> Sheesh. Welcome, everybody, to the Ville House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host, who's trying to steal my intro, Holly Nicole Villanueva. What up, what up babes? babes? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, you know, not uh, too much. Ten years of this shit. <laughs> you harp me. Yeah. Yeah. So... That takes us into what we're going to talk about today. Why are you being so hostile? Because yeah, I'm pissed off right now. Calm down. Ten years of fucking marriage. I have a right to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you feel about marriage. Uh, we just hit our ten-year anniversary. We did. Ten Double digits. Double digits. You know when we talked about it the other day, what did you tell me? It's like when I said, can you believe it's been ten years? What would you say? I don't remember. Now I can take half your shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can. Dang, you got suckered. That's not how it works. Yes, it is. Ten years is the... At that point. If that, you leave me now... That's only if... Give me your shit. That's only if you didn't work. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You've been working the entire, the entire time. I have not supported you. Yes, you have. Emotionally and spiritually, I have. That means pay a bitch some money. <laughs> And pay like, me see, alimony. I, I, I'll pay you alimony. <laughs> I knew you were just after my money from day one. That would be so stupid if you got like if you split up after ten years and you're both in the military and you tried to fight for alimony. Because like if you did have to pay me alimony, I would have to pay you the same alimony. Yes. So it'd be like this is real dumb. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure greedy people have tried. Yes. All right. So, 10 years. Uh, we've been together 11 years, married 10. Mm-hmm. So, we got married pretty fast. Got engaged yeah. even faster. Mili- yeah. Military marriage. <laughs> yeah, we we were. I mean, we did get engaged quick and then got married. I We got... We dated longer than we were engaged. Mm. That makes sense. But I mean, from when we started dating to when we got married, it was less than a year. No, it was right at a year. No. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, we got married right at the... Because we got engaged in March, got married in July. Yeah. So that's right at a year. Yeah, you're right. All right. So going with the theme of 10-year anniversary... Um, I looked up some questions uh-huh. <laughs> that you should ask your partner to see how well you know your partner. And I figure after 10 years, we should know each other pretty well. But what if we don't? That'll be embarrassing. <laughs> it, it will be embarrassing. <laughs> and everybody's going to know. Do you feel like you know the answers to all these questions? I haven't looked at all the questions. You've been scrolling on that page for like an hour. Uh, yeah, I've looked at like four or five questions. In an hour. And there are... I would say there's about 40 or 50 of them. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there is 55 questions. All right. Because <laughs> there's a score at the end of them. 
What do you mean a score? Like, how many did you know? Yep, 30 or fewer correct, 30 to 40 correct, 40 to 50 correct. Oh, I got uh, this. So, we shall I see. Think. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> you haven't seen the questions. So, I'll just go through. Are they like, how do you feel about this type of questions? I hate those because your feelings change over time. Uh, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. We'll find out. Okay. All right. We'll go through question by question and then. We're going to do all of them? Yeah. We'll try to get through all of them. Okay. If it's a stupid question, then we'll just go. So, it, it, it has them in categories. So I need a pen and paper. There's warm-up questions. There's Keep track on your phone. There's questions about the past, questions about the future. <laughs> There's questions about sex. I don't know if we can go through that one. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be skeptical. Uh, questions about values. Mm-hmm. Questions about communication. And that is it. I, I don't think these are meant for podcasting questions, but we're going to turn them into podcasting <laughs> oh, questions. Uh, okay. All right. You ready? You ready to get started? Nope. I mean, me either. Because... <laughs> This could be 10 years down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> All okay. right. All right. Before we get started, you want to turn on the fan? It's getting a little warm. Oh, it's far. Are you uh, getting anxious? Okay. I am. My palms are all sweaty. <laughs> Mom's <My own> spaghetti. <laughs> Come on. You can do it. Don't knock over your glass. It's right behind your arm. There you go. Okay. All right. So, we're starting off with the warm-up questions. There's okay. six of them. <laughs> All right. What is your spouse's favorite movie? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, indeed. Eight seconds. Yep. That's, we did a podcast on that. Yeah, this That's is kind of a that one's, that one's almost a given because, yeah, Kay. we did do a podcast on that. Uh, what food would they never get sick of? Pizza. Pizza is correct. Um, I'll have to say... Uh, this could be such a wide variety of yeah. things. The Olive Garden. It's not chick chicken parmesan. Chicken scampi. Chicken scampi. Chicken I'll scampi. Give, I'll give you that. All right. What color do they never wear? What color do you never wear? Um, I don't think I've ever seen you wear lime green. Or like any neon colors, really. Yeah. Like all, neon orange, neon yellow. I'm all that. I'm all about that gray, black, brown, and blue. That's it. That's all you need. And you wear every color. You got you got all sorts of colored dresses and bathing suits and shirts. I would say if there's any color that I try to steer away from, it would be purple. But you have purple shirts. I have purple clothes, but they're more of like a... Like a dark, like a deep purple, not like a bright. I mean, I don't know. There's, you're right. I wear all the colors, but if I'm trying not to wear a color, it would be purple. Yeah. I just don't like the way it looks on me. All right. So what's their go-to drink? Like alcoholic or just normal? So let's do alcoholic and then just regular beverage. Your regular go-to beverage is water or Coke, depending. Oh, Your yeah. alcoholic beverage. It really just... It's a hard one because it changes based on the time. So I would say it's either Ciroc in that 
fruit punch juice type of situation or just tequila and tonic water? Yep. With a lime. Or Bud Light if it's beer. Or Bud Light if it's beer. Yes. Wine. Any kind of red wine. Not any kind of red wine. Almost any kind. Almost, yeah. Uh, I recently started drinking Merlot's. That was the one that I didn't really like, but you're welcome. They're growing on me. And then Michelob Ultra. If it's beer. And then for soda, it's Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. Boom. You're right. All right, these are way too easy. I know. I'm not taking score yet because I feel like we've both got all of them. Would, I'm just going to take score of how many we miss. All right, the next one. Would they rather go out on Friday night or stay in? Stay in for you. Duh. And uh, I wouldn't say go out on a Friday night. I'd say you just, like, want to be out. Yeah, I think it just depends on the occasion, like, what out constitutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it's just you and I going out on date night, I would rather do that than stay in. But if it's, like, a huge shindig, I'd rather stay in. And me, I'd, I would just rather stay in. Anytime. Well, fuck you. I don't want to go on date night with you. <laughs> date night at home. All right. What's their favorite book? Ooh. The Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. That one's hard. I mean, that's definitely like on my top five, top three. Mm, I have a podcast that says that's your number one book. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Books w- are hard. Like, I don't. Well, go ahead. You can do yours. No, yeah. I would say I would say it, it probably is my number one. Yeah. Uh, your favorite book is... I don't know where the I don't side, have one. where the sidewalk ends. I've never <laughs> read the whole book. That's poems. Um, yeah, I don't have a favorite book. I would say uh, my favorite series of books would definitely, I think, the Harry um, Potter. Harry Potter is really good. I would say Div- the Divergent series was the one that really, I really like. Really got in touch with the characters. Yeah. Mm. I read that whole series in like two days. Twilight? Um, it was good. Like I enjoyed the book, so it's not on my top. Stupid vampires. The another one that I another book that I could reread a bunch of times is um The Girl on the Train. It was a really, really good book. That was a trippy movie. Mm-hmm. Alright. So those were just warm up questions. Oh my Are you ready to go into questions about the past? No. As she pours more wine. <laughs> I need to prepare. <laughs> She's like, oh, shit. Here we go. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, let's see. So question number one. Who was my best friend growing up? That one's Eddie. easy. Yeah, that one's easy. Uh, I don't think I've ever met this person, but uh, what's her name? Whitney? Whitney, yep. Yeah. I don't th- and you have met her. Have I? Yes. Oh, sorry, Whitney. She came to Granny's house one time to go swimming with us when we were there. I don't yeah, remember. You've met her multiple times, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't remember that at all. Uh, As a kid, what they want to be when they grew up? Football player. Football player. Too easy. Doctor. Yep. Doctor. Yeah. Oh, man. What I would give to go back and play football. Um, I think about it sometimes. Like, what if my life would have taken a different path? 
But in the same token, like, I wouldn't want to give up what I have now to go back and see, like, oh, what yeah. my life would be like. Yeah, I mean, that's a given. But, man, if I could play football now like I played back then, fuck. That would You'd be, be broke as hell. What? No. Yes. You think you could go out in full pads and get hit, like, the way you did when you was 18? That's what I'm saying. If I could play football back then, or if I could play football now like I did back then, oh. that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yes, if I did it now, I'd be broken completely. I'd cheer you on anyway. <laughs> All right. What was my favorite subject in school? It's a trick question. Um, I'd say it would be a tie between like shop and history. Football. <laughs> That's not a subject. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Shop is not really a subject that's like a extracurricular. But I mean, out of the main subjects, I would say history would be yours. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed history the most. Um, I enjoyed English whenever we would read like some of the books. Because uh, some of them were just crazy. Like The Shining. And then there's this one book that I just cannot remember. I cannot believe you read the, the Shining in school. Yeah. There's another book that we read and I can't remember for the life of me what it's called. But it's about this runaway teenage girl that gets hooked on drugs and it prostitutes herself and it, it was crazy okay. and I don't remember what it was called um, I took chemistry one time and it was pretty interesting other than that whatever mm-hmm. alright uh, your favorite subject ooh cosmos is that a subject HOSA that's like that's kind of like shop like the healthcare stuff yeah cosmos I don't know <laughs> did you cos- have a favorite subject mm-hmm. I did English no hard pass you failed this question <laughs> math I was always really good at math mm. that's lame <laughs> <laughs> I was math. really good at math in middle school you get a point for not knowing that. Whatever. You've never said that. <laughs> you, just, you just thought about that right years. now. No, I would say it's a pretty close tie between science and math because I did enjoy like physics and chemistry, biology. Um, but I always like did better when I took like trig and calculus. Like it just came easy. But was it your favorite yeah. subject? No, my favorite would have been like the healthcare classes. So but I was like right. you said, those aren't subjects. Like, shop isn't a subject. Okay. I guess. I don't know. I think I earned that one. You're kind of right, but not really. You, All right. You got yourself wrong by saying that shop wasn't a subject. Did I have any part-time jobs as a teen? Yes, a bunch. What All teams? the jobs. Let's see. Whataburger. Yep. McDonald's. Yep. Um... I had to, like, think around El Paso at all the places you worked at. Um, as a teen. As a teen. You were a teenager when you worked at Whataburger and McDonald's? Yeah. I need to know more than that? No. I feel like that's enough. I had one more job before that, but it was under the table, working at that recycling plant. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was. that's not real. Yeah. Yeah, it was under the table money. Ooh, I had all the jobs. Do you know? Sonic? Mm-hmm. Subway? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that fancy restaurant that used to be a funeral home the magnolia house yeah we had to wear white shirts and ties uh and that's that's all i know i worked at a pizza place called luigi's luigi's um i think that's it bam killing it see i know you (laughs) uh where was i i lost my place did I have a good high school experience? Uh, yeah. That's a I kinda, would say yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a real vague question. Yeah. I know there are some people who just hated every aspect of high school, but you were like a jock, so everyone liked you. <laughs> you had a lot of friends. You kind of did what you want because you played football. So I would say like overall, your high school experience was good. I did get away with a lot because I played football, but I don't yeah. think it's like uh, I was like one of the popular jocks or anything. Oh, one hundred percent, you were. You don't even know. Yes, I do. How do you know? Because heck, no. I know you. Whatever. No. And your introvertedness while you were I, out there being popular, kid. I don't think I had that kind of popularity. Okay. I was really reserved in high school as well. Uh, did you have a hi- good high school experience? I'd say yeah, because you never went to class in like your junior senior year. <laughs> I did go to class. I was a teacher's aide, but I <laughs> I went and, and had- I took dual enrollment. I took college classes. And you had a car. Not until my senior year. Oh, you still had a car. I didn't turn. I turned. 16 my junior year but i guess i didn't buy my car until the summer of my junior year going into my senior year but a lot of my friends had cars so we would like do shit we weren't supposed to (laughs) because we weren't allowed to leave campus during the day like you guys could leave campus yeah that's all that's weird to me now like we yeah we could leave campus and go wherever for lunch Mm -hmm. we weren't allowed to yeah but now i think the kids they're they're not allowed to leave here at central they can leave campus and I only know that because I see them at like Starbucks and shit when <laughs> when it's lunchtime. No, they they can because they walk through the they walk through that long parking lot in the car lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean they're allowed to, yeah. but they have restaurants on campus too. I think the the high school kids uh, where I went aren't allowed to leave campus anymore. But I mean they're freaking like uh, the cafeteria and all that freaking amazing. But I mean like. The town that I came from was so tiny that if we left campus, we couldn't go anywhere because somebody would see us and tell our parents. <laughs> so That's lame. The, per- the perks of living in a small town. Uh, let's see. Uh, good high school experience. Did you have a good relationship with your family as a kid? Um... I think that's a loaded question. I feel like overall you had a good relationship, but there was just like moments in time that weren't good. Yeah. All the, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's all the bullshit that plenty of families go through. Yeah. I think overall, like looking at your childhood, it wasn't like a detrimental childhood, like something that you don't speak to your family for now, but there were definitely moments of your childhood that weren't good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, that was like the norm around the area where I grew up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was the same for you. Yeah. Uh, I definitely had a challenging childhood for sure. 
Yeah. So that's not a, a yes or no question. Yeah. That's kind of both sides of the fence. You have to get into a lot of uh, a lot of personal issues to talk through that question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like most kids, my parents were divorced, so there was that to start with. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> uh, all right. What? Oh, what's the favorite place that I travel to or you travel to? Like as an adult, as uh, a kid? No, it says this question about the past. So Just as a youngster, what's the favorite place you travel to? As a young kid, I would say yours is just when you went trucking with your dad, like wherever mm. those locations were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say that is uh, accurate because those were awesome trips. Uh, getting to see all those places. But I mean, if you have like a specific place, um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't know like a specific place I, for you. I don't even know myself. Yeah. Like a specific place that I travel to that I just love or or, or remember. I mean, um, as an adult, I would for sure say yours is Lake Tahoe. Yeah. Germany. Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Germany was was memorable. Uh, let's see. Yeah, because that's I don't know. Growing up, there wasn't. We didn't go to many places. We yeah. went to Disneyland when I was really really little, so I barely remember it. Um. We went to Mexico to visit family a couple times, uh, and, I mean, that wasn't that great. Uh, we went to Denver. That was a good trip. Um, and then just different places around Texas. Like, we'd go to Odessa to visit family and then to San Antonio, which it's San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, for you? I don't know. Going to, where was it? Minnesota to get your belly button pierced. Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> Michigan. Yeah. Um, that's where my uncle lived at the time. And I would go up there with him on summers to hang out and just like visit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say it was like memorable because I didn't really like do much there. Um I mean, we always vacationed in Daytona Beach, so that was like, it was like in the Orlando area. It was always fun. Um, but yeah, we never really like went too far. So I went to Michigan to visit my uncle. Um, and then all my other vacations were like Myrtle Beach, Daytona Beach, Cocoa Beach, like the typical Southeast like vacations, Orlando area. Man, must be nice. I mean, we lit, stayed in, like, shitty Motel 6s and went to the beach every day. <laughs> Ate sandwiches. <laughs> Hell, yeah. That's the way to do it. Uh, all right. So, that was favorite place travel to. I don't know. Oh, in the past. So, I'm guessing as a child or Just teen, in the past whatever, in general. What is their biggest regret? Ooh. We talked about this one in a recent podcast. I think that was life in general. As a kid, what was our biggest regret? Yeah. I'll say up until you joined the Air Force, what was your biggest regret? Uh, I would say yours is just not taking college seriously. 
Yeah, not taking advantage of uh, the opportunities I stumbled across. So mostly like college and yeah, like pursuing my football dream kind of fell into the college life, partying and just was very undisciplined and unmotivated. All I wanted to do is play football. And when that fell through, it was kind of like all up in the air. So, yeah, that would definitely be my biggest regret is not putting my all into that. Yeah. Into football and school after high school. Yep. So I was right. Yes, you were correct. I was just elaborating on your correct answer. On my correctness. Yes. Uh, let's see, your biggest regret up until joining the Air Force? Uh, let's see. I don't know. Not accepting the scholarship? Yeah, so I'm kind of like in the same boat still, like even up to this point. I don't have like one moment in time where I was like, I significantly regret not doing this. You know? Yeah. Like... Like, I sometimes do regret turning down scholarships and college, like, acceptances. Um, especially because it was a college that I really wanted to go to. Vanderbilt got accepted there. Um, but it was just, I don't really regret, like, turning it down. It was just, like, a moment in time that, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. But I don't really have a moment where I'm like, damn, I really regret this specific instance that happened before I joined the military. Yeah. 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 It's, it's hard to like say you'd go back and change anything because then everything, the outcome could be completely different to what it is now. Um, so. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do they miss about their childhood? What do you miss about your childhood? Um, A, hanging out with all your neighborhood friends all the time. Yeah. And B, just not having responsibility. <laughs> yes. No responsibilities. Man, uh, kids take that for granted. Yes. Um, take the fucking nap, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sleep in, take the nap. Uh, don't be in a rush to, to grow up. Uh, but yes, I think... The biggest thing I miss about my childhood is, yeah, the neighborhood. Just all the shit that we did with uh, our little crew from the neighborhood going Y'all around. Just badass troublemakers. Finding shit to do. Yeah, sometimes it was really bad. Other times it was just like playing ball or shooting the shit. Uh, that. And then, so that, and then, uh, Taking trips with my pops on summer vacation. Yeah. Going to different places. Or I, even during the winter, we went on a couple of them. Uh, what do you miss as a child? Let's see. Or from your childhood. Would be... I honestly don't know. Yeah, I would say just like the closeness that I had with my siblings as a child. Yeah. Because, like, I was really, really close to my older sister. And then I was, like, somewhat close with Shane and the twins. Um, But, like, when push came to shove, we were, like, a five-man team. (laughs) Like, 
we were our crew and like we were the family right but uh, I just miss like having the relationships that I had with them as a kid and now that we're all adults and we all live our own lives it's kind of like oh we'll see you when we see you but it's, it's not the same closeness that we had when we were younger yeah, it's it's hard to to maintain that, especially when you live in different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing with with my little brother. Like we were super close, but just grow apart, Life. I guess. Yeah. Uh. All right. Let's see. Miss about the childhood. Uh, what's the most spiritual experience they've ever had? Huh? Ooh. Did you catch the Holy Ghost? Have I ever? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like when I got saved, I would say would be mine. But um, I'd say yours was the time that you, you like felt something touch your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I haven't talked about that yet, but. Yes, you have. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast. I mentioned that I had an experience, but I didn't detail what the experience yes, you was. Did. No, I didn't. Go back and listen to it. Yes, you did. I will. In the faith versus religion when you talked about it. Yes. You I talked about that specific instance. I mentioned that I had an experience, but I didn't say what the experience yes, was. Did. No, I didn't. We'll okay, go back go and, back listen, and to listen to it. What is it, like episode 11 or something like that? You talked about that specific thing. No. We're going to listen to it after this. But anyways. Yes, I will. Um, yeah, so I would say, I don't know. Do you know what mine is? Before uh, I spoil it, no, I don't. I would say mine would just be like the every year we went to teen camp. Remember, I talked to you about this. We've talked about it a couple times, but our church had like a teen camp that we would go to, and all the Nazarene churches from like the whole state would like converge on this camp, and we stayed in like dorm rooms. There's like four of us to a room, and it was probably like the most spiritual I ever felt, where I felt really like a close to my own spirituality yeah and then it was just because it was like okay it's not just me as a teenager it, there's all these other teens that like kind of have the same feeling and yeah i enjoyed it and then after that so we had a week of teen camp where we just went um and then after that it was a week of family camp so our parents would come up and we would go to like a family unit and then we all stayed um <laughs> i remember we it was like dorms and bmt so they're just like open bays with beds and you yeah. like stayed in there with your family but there was other families in there and there was like communal showers um so like the guys had a shower and the women had a shower but you went in there and it was like kind of like the gym on base where there's individual showers but you're all in one restroom yeah i don't know how to explain it but it was just like a it was a time where like as a family we could grow closer to our own spirituality i don't yeah. know i enjoyed I would say that would probably be mine. That's a good experience. Yeah. And, and those are your most spiritual experience. Yeah. Yeah. The one I had. Okay. I feel like I need to address it now. You've already. Because I'm pretty sure I didn't talk about it. Like I talked about the ex- I, that I had an experience and, but I didn't say what it was. So yes, it felt like someone placed their hand on my back. So uh i was going through a really hard time um and i just felt like everything was going to crap and i was like on the verge of breaking and i was uh yeah i was on my knees and then i just felt 
someone like put their hand on my back and I heard in my head like everything is going to be okay just keep moving forward and I heard that in my head or whether that's what I wanted to hear and whether that's what I wanted to feel is up for debate for anybody else but for me it was it was God right yeah. it was Jesus um, giving me the strength to move forward so that's uh, part of the reason why my faith is where it is. And I'm pretty sure I didn't mention that. But that was the experience that I had. I don't think you went into that much detail about it, but yes. Yeah, but now it's out there. So I will yes, argue that you did talk I about was, it. I was touched by the Lord. Uh, at least that's my belief. That's all you need. Yep. So that was my most spiritual experience. Uh, questions about the future are what? Oh no! Or what's next? These are difficult ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the most important factor in their future? Most important factor in like in your future and then in my future? Yes. Most important factor in your future. Um, the most important. All the gains. I think fitness is important to you, but I don't think it's the most important. Correct. I would say um, family. Correct. Family is the most important to you. Yes. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Most important. Aside from family. Oh, I have to pick something besides family? Nope. I'm picking for you. Oh. So aside from family, uh, security and uh, stability in the future. Yeah, I think that's for both of us. Yeah. Second to family. Um, yeah, I hate, like, I don't hate, hate's a strong word. I dislike thinking about the future because it's so unknown. Yeah. Like, I can't structure it. I can't plan. Like, it's just things are going to happen that are out of my control. And so I kind of try to live in the what's happening right now. Um, just because when I think about like, what's the most important to me, I hate, I hate the question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Like I have no clue. Cause I have no idea what's going to happen between now and five years from now. Like if you asked me two years ago, where do you see yourself in two years? My answer wouldn't have been at the end of a global pandemic, right? Like, <laughs> It just, there, there's things that are out of your control. So, um, yes, yeah, stability is very important to me. Um, but I think for both of us, like, just having a family bond is, like, probably the most important. Not probably, it is the most important. <laughs> I would agree. Uh-oh. <laughs> The kids asking for the charger. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the family ties for for our family. For sure. Um. And then security st stability. The whole five year question. It's uh, it, it's a hard one, but I think you should at least have a general idea of where you want to want to end up, or mm -hmm. want to be. 
within the next five years. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> because I feel like people, and this is again my opinion that a lot, a great deal of people will disagree with. I think when you're so focused on, like, let me preface this by saying, I set a lot of near-term goals for myself. Like, in the military, we call those five-meter targets, right? Like, what are the close goals that I want to achieve? Um, like, I want to promote, I want to, like, get stationed at this base, whatever the case may be. But I think people set themselves up these goals. Like, where do you see yourself in five years? And you're like, in five years, I want this and this and this. And then you strive so much to try to achieve those goals that you lose track of what's happening between now and there. And in that process, no matter what's happening, you try to adjust your life to meet those goals instead of adjusting those goals to meet your life. Um, And so that's why I dislike that question. Because I feel like people get too tunnel visioned into well five years ago I said in five years I want to be married and now I'm not so I'm a failure um and that's I don't know I just I dislike it but I can see why people like to have a light at the end of the tunnel they're striving for I just have different opinions on that it's something to shoot for all right next question what's the number one thing on their bucket list Number one thing on your bucket list. Just in general, on your bucket list? Yeah. All together? It says number one thing. Hmm. Um, I mean, yours is like to be wealthy. Yeah. And I don't know how you would like quantify that on a bucket list. When I have a grill. <laughs> when you have a grill. Yeah, I would say yours, like, in general, yours would be, like, to be wealthy. That's the number one thing you want to do. Yes. Um, as far as, like, what people think about when they think about bucket lists, like, adrenaline rushes and things you want to do, um, I would say travel, like, the countryside of Europe. Hell yeah. I don't know if those are number ones on your bucket list, but that's... I don't even know what's number one on my bucket list, but it probably would be to to get wealthy. Wealthy enough so the next generation or so doesn't have to worry. Yeah. Or at least they have a good foundation. Starting point, yeah. Yeah. Um, for you, PhD. I don't know if that's on your bucket list, but it's like a goal. <laughs> it's for sure a near-term goal, and it's not a PhD. It's an EDD. EDD. Um, I will never be a psychologist. The doctor degree. Doctorate. Um, doctorate in education is what I'm shooting for. Um, yeah, but I would say the number one on my bucket list. Um, yeah, probably finish school would be the the number one in general. And then like my adrenaline, what people think about bucket list would be. What? Uh, skydiving. Um, no say. What'd you say? No. No. Oh. Scuba diving. Scuba diving. I want to go scuba diving. Scuba. Let's go scuba diving in a lake that's not in the they south. They just put up a new excursion to go scuba diving in Mahogany Bay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Next question. <laughs> 
It's number one on my bucket list. <laughs> did you unplug this? Yeah. Okay. I did. Uh, where do they want to live in the future? I say that one's kind of hard because we're in the military, so we're going to move around. Who knows how so much. So at we're- retirement. We'll, we'll answer the question at retirement. Oh, man. There are so many places to choose from. All I you're know, choosing for me. Like, where do I want to retire? Where do you want to retire? You want to retire somewhere on a ranch. Yes. Uh, I want land. Yeah. I want to retire somewhere where it's green and there's plenty of trees around and there's uh, water nearby. Yeah. Like and, and, ocean? That, and that could be a big lake or the ocean. Yeah. Um, I f- so when it comes to retirement, so we'll like, I know we kind of changed the direction of that question, but when it comes to retirement, um, it's hard for me to pinpoint where I want to retire because there are places that we still may go that would change our perspective on where we want to retire. Yeah. Like five years ago, if you ask us where we want to retire, our hearts were set on San Antonio. Yes. And now when you ask us where we want to retire, San Antonio's the very bottom of our list, right? It's not on the list. It's not there. So um, like maybe like the next base we get stationed at is Ohio and we just fall in love with it there, you know? Um, and And then our retirement place would change. So Right now, I have an idea of where I would like to retire, but there's so many variables between now and the next six years. Yes. That's right. Six years, I said it. Six years, and that's if you retire at six years. Oh, I will. August 22nd. Yeah. In six years. Whatever, chief. Calculate it. I'll fucking be chief select and throw them deuces. You should just commission, I'm telling you. All right. (laughs) Well, that goes into the next question. Uh, What's their next career move? Next career move in general. Um, I mean, promote. I want to work at the Pentagon before I retire. Man, I do not want to work at the Pentagon. I don't. It's on my career bucket list is to work at the Pentagon. Yeah. I mean, it's. I've wanted to work at the Pentagon since I joined the military. So way back when in 2007. (laughs) I mean, it would be cool to say like, yeah, I worked at the Pentagon, but that would be a stressful two or three years it would be a very stressful job but also a job that i think i would thoroughly enjoy yeah i think the satisfaction of that job would be great yeah because you would always be busy yes yep all right um you didn't answer yours you're i didn't answer to, yours you're for supposed you. to answer mine your next career move um i answered mine for me sorry i didn't give you the chance um, where do you see your, or your next career move? I mean, make senior the next rank and then retire in just a, a short many years. You don't have quite as long as me left. Nope. I still have, a uh, three and a half years to go before I'm eligible to retire. It still blows my mind when I think about it, that like people are barely starting their careers at 37 years old and I'll be retiring at 37. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I will start a new career at that point. But before I turn 40, I will have successfully completed 20 years in the military. Still plenty young to move on. Okay, next. Uh, All right, what's the next one? Let's see, do they want kids? Well, I hope so. <laughs> we got all of them, <laughs> all the kids. Uh, do they ever want to move back to their hometown or no. never go back? No. 
Never go back. Yeah, for both of us, that's a hard fucking no. Yeah, I I never want to move back to El Paso. Much love for all, all my people in El Paso, but I never want to move back there. Like, even if it was on the other side of the city, you don't want to go back? The west side? The rich side? <laughs> like, let's say you got stationed. Like, you had no choice, but you got stationed at Bliss, and we lived on the west side. Do you think it would be as bad? Uh... Because well, no, El Paso is so huge. That's I wouldn't, some, that's I wouldn't want to live on the west side. I mean, if uh, like I got stationed at Bliss, I would live on the east side. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's where I know everything. Yeah, but do you want to live there? <laughs> well, I don't want to live in El Paso, period. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, those are facts. Yeah. yeah, I would never. You cannot pay me enough mo- money to move back to Smithville. Smithville. I would love to move to that area. Maybe not specifically Smithville, but Middle Tennessee. Whew. Yeah, it'd be a nice place to live. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, what's the next? All one? right. Um, but I mean, if you think about it, no, it, I'm not thinking like about it. Like you're making your own money. There. You know, you can pick the spot where you want to live. I don't want to. All right. Would they ever be open? To, that's not a question for us. Uh, what is <laughs> what's a big goal they have in their five-year plan? Uh, you've stated your feelings on that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What is their biggest fear of the future? Uh, Zombie apocalypse. <laughs> that's not real. That that question's too vague. It wouldn't be valid like because in, it's not a fear. It's kind of exciting. In what stance? Like, our fear about what? I don't know. What, because what do you fear about the future? Failure. Do you fear getting old? No. Do you fear... I would just say failure. Failure in what? But that's too... It's vague, just like the question. Just failure in general. Like, failure as a mother, failure as a wife, failure as a... Failure in my career. Um, I think all those are things that... The would stick out to me. Um, what do you fear most about? What is the question again? The future. What do you fear most about the future? Yeah. Um. I mean, dying. Um, I fear death. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I would say yeah. yours is just. I don't. F- I don't fear death. I fear. Uh, well, I guess it is a fear of death, but it like an early death where the girls... I fear f- leaving the kids. Yeah. Like like something happening to me and them being without us. Yeah. Um, but that goes into like my, my fear of failure where it's like if something were to happen to me, did I fail as a mother? Like did I teach them the qualities that I want them to have as adults as as good people of society yeah um I yeah I fear I fear like both of us dying yeah like I don't fear like if I pass away yeah that would suck right but they would still have you or vice versa but would I be a functional human being uh I don't know yeah, I, th- I think you would. You would have. I think you would have to be. Yeah. Um. Which leads me to a shameless plug. If you guys have not watched the movie Fatherhood on Netflix, 
You should go watch it. It was a really good movie with Kevin Hart. Yeah, that was that was a good movie. That's yeah. I guess you would just have to press forward, um, because with the kids, I I have that fear where both of us pass away. So um, Michael would be with his mom. Um, Braylon could go with her dad, but then you have Elena and Dolph. the girls. It's like, who do they go to? Yeah. It's a hard one. Like, and if you guys have not done it as an adult married couple creating a will, it's such a dark place to be in. And, you know, like everyone says you should create a will. And we should probably update ours because we haven't updated it in a really long time. Yeah. But the first time that we ever did our wills, um, man, I was depressed. Like, it was... It took a toll on me to to do the wheel. Yeah. Like, it was not a fun experience at all. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks just thinking about all that. Yeah. All right. The next set of questions about sex. Uh, I don't think we're going to do those. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Yeah, we're already almost an hour into the podcast. We've been trying to keep them short, and we've been failing on that. Uh, There's a lot of questions. Yeah. Even if we're just spending, like... A minute each on each question. That's yeah. 110 minutes. So that's almost two hours worth of podcast. All right. Let's see. Values. Let's see if there are any good questions in here. Uh, so, uh, what social cause do they care about most? Ooh, do you know that one? Uh, yeah. The, the Susan G. Komen one. Yeah. So the American Cancer Society. Yes. That would be mine. Um, I don't think you have like a specific cause that you care a lot about. I don't. The one I, mean, I always like I to support, support is, is Habitat for, for Humanity. Yeah. Um, yeah, I support American Cancer Society just because cancer is so prevalent in my family. Um, and American Cancer Society supports so much like the Relay for Life, Susan G. Komen, March of Dimes, um, the Leukemia Walks, like all those are, they're real close to me personally. Yeah. Uh, what quality do they value most in others? Ooh, that's a good one. What quality do you value most in others? I would say you value um honesty. I think would be yours. Yeah, honesty, honesty. is probably the biggest one. Honesty and just like common decency. Yeah, I think uh. Too many people these days uh, are proud of being assholes. Yeah. And that shit pisses me off. Like, I get it when you're an asshole to somebody because they're being disrespectful or they're, or they're being an asshole to you. But when you're just an asshole just because you say that's your, that's, that's how you that's are. That's who I am. Like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what's yours? Um punctuality (laughs) oh man that's (laughs) yes that's so important to me and like i don't think it would be my number one just because i understand that life happens like you know we have four kids and we're married and we have freaking five animals a zoo running around here and so i understand that life happens um, but punctuality is important to me 
I think the most important quality that I find in other people is um, I don't know what the right oh sorry I don't know what the right word is but like what keeps popping in my head is compassion Uh, but I know that's not the right word what I'm looking for but it's just like empathy being able to like um, I don't even know how to explain it but like being able to understand that everybody's going through some shit in their life and like what you want doesn't always take precedence over what's happening in their life. And the thing that comes to mind, I don't know if you've seen it before, but it's like this professor posted this thing and he's like, a girl came to my class today. She was late and I asked her why she was late. And she's like, my mom died this morning and I didn't know what to do. So I just came to class. And he's like, from that point forward, I always led my class like you have no idea what these kids are going through. Yeah. And I think it's so important to be able like when you're and it kind of goes into what you were saying like when you're just an asshole to someone to be an asshole like you don't you have no clue what's happening to that person in their life. Um so it's just like be I guess just being a a decent human like yeah. I guess would be mine and there's no real quality I guess that no name for that quality. Yeah. Being nice. Uh, I was listening to this book today, and uh, that came up where the dude was talking about Stephen Covey. So he's the author of uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Effective uh, people. Uh, yeah, highly effective people. He was talking about how he was on the subway one day, and there was this dad with these three kids, and they were just, like, being fucking crazy and, you know, just pretty much bothering everybody. And the dad was just in there. And I guess Stephen Covey finally said something. He's like, hey, you need to do something about your kids. And the dad was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize uh, that they're acting this way. But their mom just died this morning. I have no idea what to do. Yeah. (laughs) So he was just like in a state of shock. And uh, so Stephen Covey said, uh, yeah, from that point on, um, he made it a point to like, you know, talk to people and figure out like, the, the backstory because you never know what somebody's going through yeah yeah just like being late for the class because I do sometimes find myself getting frustrated in moments of like like if I'm at a restaurant and I don't have my own kids and I just hear a kid like incessantly screaming for a long period of time yeah I'll find myself getting frustrated about it right like and then I'll put myself like Think back to when your kid was one years old and like there was literally nothing you could do to make them stop crying, you know? Um, and I have, I like, I can put myself in those shoes because I have children, but like if it's someone who doesn't have kids, they can't like, they're just frustrated and they have no idea what's going on. Like the kid could have colic, the parents could have just died and they could be with a new family and they don't know anything about these people. There could be so many things that happen and you just like, as an outsider for 10 seconds in their life, you have no idea what's going on. So, yeah. Yeah. You just never know. Um, let's see. What are their political views? Uh, how important is money to them? Money's, I would say it's very important to you. Yeah. I think money's super important, especially when you grow up with, not a lot of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it becomes more important. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, it can't become the most important thing. 
Yeah. I think money is important to you. Um, but we have very different views on money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, money is important not just for the sake of money. Money is important to... Like for livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. To do the things you want to do. Yes. Yeah, like the only reason I want to become wealthy is for the freedom of it. Yeah. Not just to be wealthy. Yeah, like I want to be wealthy, but at the same time, it's like... I don't want to... And I don't like know the right phrases and the way to say this, but like, I don't want the kids to have to sacrifice the life that they know for me to achieve arbitrary goals of wealth that may never happen, right? Like I can save all the money in the world, but at what expense am I saving all this money that's just sitting there, right? Like if I tell the kids like, hey, you know, we're not going on family vacation this year because we're saving money and it's like okay well now we have thirty thousand dollars in the bank the kids missed out on family vacations they missed out on memories that can never be like recreated and for what for us to put money in this arbitrary bank account just to say like hey we have a big savings account um so i'm down to like be wealthy if it's not at the expense of the life that we know but at a certain point you got to make sacrifices to get there yeah and uh, yeah, the way I see it is not making sacri- every sacrifice, right? It's yeah. Eventually, what'd you point at? Hope. Oh. Um, like the big savings a- account like that. That's just it's emergency, right? Three yeah. to six months uh, of saving in case anything goes wrong. Uh, being in the military, it's we're a little bit more secure, but you still. Never know, right? Something might happen. You get medically discharged. I don't know. Whatever. You you mess up and, and you get kicked out. Whatever, right? That can happen. You still have that to fall back on. And my biggest thing is not necessarily saving, but investing for the future. Yeah. Because the last thing that I want is to depend on the kids to take care of us. Yeah, for sure. When we're older. Uh, like seeing what my parents went through with their parents. Um, like I definitely do not want that. Yeah. That's a, uh, it's a struggle for sure. Um, and I don't want that either. Like I never want the kids to feel responsible for us or like, I feel like they need to go out of their way to help us out. Yeah. And, it, and if we got money and we can pay for all that shit, that's, that's what I want the money for. Yeah. And again, it's a sense of freedom. Uh, how are they working on self-growth and self-improvement? How are you working on self-growth and self-improvement? Uh, I think overall yours is just books and podcasts. Uh, you're constantly listening to um, books and podcasts to make yourself just a not like necessarily better in specific areas, but just a better human being overall. Like whether it's podcasts about being a better dad, better husband, uh, about wealth, about 
um, parenting, whatever the case may be, just all around kind of. You're always killing zombies, finding <laughs> something. Yeah. To be finding less something. stupider. <laughs> yeah, finding something to to learn. Uh, yours is so you started reading some of those books because of seventy five hard, but prior to that, I'll say just school, school like formal yeah. formal education is your route. Yeah, but you know I I will do informal education sometimes too, just like off the cusp trainings that I find interesting or seminars that I find interesting. But yeah, I did listen to a lot of self improvement books on audiobooks and I also um listened to or like read some hard copy books during 75 hard and I will say those were a struggle for me like it wasn't something I could get into but another shameless plug let me find the correct name for this podcast that I've been listening to it's called not one of my murder mystery ones it's called reborn by um Ashley Horner and she has a really good podcast, which is, it's self-improvement-ish, but it kind of just goes into, like, um, business leader, filmmaker, elite military, athlete, uh, and it kind of just goes in and talks about, like, all sorts of different just life experiences and how how she dealt with them and how to just be a better... What was it called? Reborn. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and I don't listen to it often, but like if I haven't done my murder podcast are out yet, I'll throw it on. <laughs> All right, we're going into the last set of questions. All right, and this Make is the about last question a good one. Oh, uh, last set of questions. Yeah, uh, this is about communication. Uh, let's see, how do they like to give love? Gifts. Physical touch. Physical touch. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well. I don't know. I hate that that's my love language. I hate it so much because it's but not. But that's what it is. It It is it. But it's not like when people hear that, it just sounds bad. Like how I give love is gifts. But like where somebody would normally like, oh, it's a birthday. Let's stop and get them like whatever. or Put money in a card. To me, like I put so much thought into things like it's. It's something sentimental, I guess. Like, I'm never going to put money in a card and give it to somebody as a gift because that's so impersonal. But, yeah, um, it's just, like, the small nuances where it's like, oh, I was at the Dollar Tree today and I saw this thing that made me think of you and so I got it for you. Um, those are the things that uh, that pulled me there. And yours is just, like, touching at any point. Smacking that booty. <laughs> All right. Uh, how do they like to receive love? Receive love. Um, Gifts. This is physical touch again. Yeah, physical touch. No words of affirmation. Touch me, woman. And then, yeah, I would say yours is gifts and words of affirmation. Yeah. I mean, like, we immediately get drawn to the five love languages because that's yes. the things um, that we've studied. But if you haven't read that, you're a monster. Um, yeah, I think it's just like the uh, I don't think it's necessarily gifts or words of affirmation for me, but it's just like um, knowing what's important to me, if that makes sense. 
Like if if it's something huge like our anniversary and you would have forgotten that it was our anniversary, I would have been really like sad. Yeah. Um, or if it's like my kids' birthdays and my family forgets that it's my kids' birthdays, I get really sad. <laughs> because it's like, that's important to me that you at least understand that. Like, I'm not asking you to get them a gift or to do anything, but at least acknowledge that it's an important day to them, you know? Um, so I think that just the acknowledgement is more important to me. Yeah. And yours is just smacking that booty. Yep. <laughs> You're damn right. Uh, fucking high five. <laughs> <laughs> fucking high five. Are they more passive or confrontational? You're confrontational. You're confrontational. I am not confrontational. I'm passive. You are pretty passive. Yeah. Which is frustrating a lot. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. There's times where confrontation is needed, but. <sighs> There's a difference in being passive and just not speaking. And you just don't speak. <laughs> which is frustrating. Because it turns confrontational. Yeah. Which is what I don't want. Um, but sometimes you need confrontation by silence. It, it depends. Uh, because sometimes... Uh, yeah. I, I, it, it's hard to explain. It depends on the situation that you're in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like... So, like at work... Uh, I'll be more passive versus confrontational. Oh, I'm super confrontational. Yes, I know. And because a lot of the times those kind of situations turn into something, uh, they escalate when they don't need to. I wouldn't say, I don't know. I am confrontational at work to a point. And if it's something just that doesn't make sense, People take me as being confrontational, but really, like, I just want to know the why. So, for example, if they're like, hey, we're going to stay at work until 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, fuck no, I'm not. Unless you can tell me why you need me to stay until 6 o'clock. If you want me to stay until 6 o'clock because you're going to be here until 6 o'clock, a hard fucking pass. But if you want me to stay until 6 o'clock because we're going to lose three days off class and we need to make up time. Okay. Like you're making sense to me, but just saying like, Hey, we're staying until six o'clock tonight. You bet your ass. I'm be questioning it just because it, it doesn't make sense where you're more of a, all right, cool. Sounds legit. (laughs) And I'm not that guy. Yeah. Like I'm not going to sit idly by if stuff doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, and there's some of that stuff that I will not be confrontational with because I think, or in my opinion, I know what the outcome is going to be. And yes. saying anything aside from that is just is not going to make a difference. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's not to say I've never been confrontational. Cause, and, and I feel like every time – that's probably another reason, too, why every time I become confrontational – I feel like it bites me in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably another reason. But okay. Be like that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
<laughs> do they respond quickly or need time to process in an argument? I need time. Yeah. Um, I would just say it depends on the argument. Yeah. Like if it's something that we've argued about multiple times and I know that you're never going to see it from my point of view or I know I'm arguing like a moot point because we're on vastly different ends of the spectrum on it. Um, I won't respond quickly because it's almost like a waste of time. Not like not that and it's a waste of time, but it's like y'all heard it. Anything I say is a waste of time. That's not what I said. But it's like if we're having an argument about something and I feel very strongly about it and I know that you're never going to see where I'm coming from, um, I won't respond quickly just because it's like we're never going to be on the same page on that. But if we're in like a spur of the moment argument about something like that's normally pretty stupid that like at the end of the day doesn't mean a lot of things, um, I'll I'm quick witted. <laughs> I need time to process everything. Yeah. Uh, slow reader, slow thinker. Let's see. Uh, introverted, extroverted. We've gone over that. Multiple times. Uh, do they prefer structure or going with the flow? I think we've been over that a whole yeah. bunch. I'm a wing it type of guy where you need that structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scuba diving, day four. <laughs> The last one. What do they like most about you? What do you like most about me? That's what I'm... Yes. Um, even though I don't think you're going to agree, what I'm going to say is I think you like the fact that, booty. that I'm oh. structured <laughs> the most about me. Yes. Uh, like just my organization. And even though we're vastly different, but just the fact that like I am a planner, I'm very structured, I'm very organized. Like I think that's one of the things that you like most about me. And that booty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that would have been my answer. The The fact that you're opposite of what I am. Um, yeah, you fill in the gaps. What's your answer? What I like most about you? What is there not to like? So just okay. <laughs> oh really? Please. I do like everything. Enlighten about me. You. I love everything about you. I don't necessarily like it all. Uh, what do you like most about me? My money. <laughs> Ten years. Sign me up. Give me that retirement, son. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh you like me for my for my laid backness. Yeah. I would say the same thing you said, just the opposite oppositeness. Yeah. Um opposites track. But for sure your patience. That would probably be like like you're such a patient person in so many instances where I'm like ready to lose my shit. <laughs> um, yeah. You're like the calm that. to my storm. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's all the questions. Dang, you missed more than me. How do you know? 
Because I answered all of them, and you didn't answer like three of them. No, you missed a few of them. Did I? Yes. Name one. Uh, I can't think exactly. of any right now. <laughs> See, these are little stupid arguments. Sometimes. Go back to the religion versus faith podcast so we can talk about things that he talked about. He said he didn't. I'm going to listen to it. I know. Uh, okay. And I'm pretty sure today is the first time that I okay, detailed that experience. Okay. You did. It was, you gave more details this time than you did last time. <sighs> he just gave a halt. All right. Hulk pose. All right. That's it. All right. We went through all the questions. <laughs> 10 years of marriage, boiling down to 55 questions. Oh, well, we skipped all the sex questions. Yeah. Uh, that's none of y'all's business. Yeah. <laughs> Get up out of our business. <laughs> Even though we invited you to this shit. All right. Uh, you got anything else? I don't. It was fun. It Happy was anniversary. Fun. Happy anniversary. Ten years. Help me. <laughs> Help. Peace me. out, Cub Scouts. <laughs> All right. Peace <laughs> out, Cub Scouts. We'll see y'all next week. Later. <laughs>